Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Katie. Hey, Brittany. So a couple of episodes ago, you gave me a really good idea. And I want to oh. kind of build on that, so I'm going to put you on the spot a lot in this episode. Perfect. You're gonna, you're gonna, <laughs> you're taking you're on a lot of responsibility. <laughs> so we have this this episode on compromise and whether compromise was was good or bad. You know, because we're told all the time that we should compromise to get along with others and and to you know keep the peace. And we talked about whether you should stay to your principles or you should compromise when it's necessary. And you mentioned that you sometimes wonder if if public schools because we noticed a lot of public schools will always tell people kids to compromise, right? And you wondered if maybe there were reasons for that. And I want to talk about that today. So for today, the episode is actually called Why Do We Teach Compromise in Schools? And it's kind of more of a hypothesis, right? A discussion a discussion we want to have. So Katie, I'm actually going to I'm going to throw you in the <laughs> hot seat right now and have you kind of elaborate on on what we were talking about. Yeah, so I guess it just makes me wonder, right? So I'm I'm always um, critical of the public education system, the way that it is currently, and the way that it has designed, the way that it was designed. I think um, a lot of parents ha- and kids that listen to this have probably um, read the Tuttle Twins and the Education Vacation, where Ethan and Emily, you know, start. They they leave public school. They have this great public school teacher who kind of recognizes that you know, maybe the system isn't great. And she takes them to um, go see John Taylor Gatto. And he gives this great talk and it convinces the Tuttle family that maybe they should start homeschooling instead. And um, and in that book, it goes into a lot of the history of the public education system and why it was designed the way that it is. And, you know, it leads a lot of people like Connor and like you and I to say, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, the the education system is broken. We just need to fix it. And we would say, well, it actually seems like it's working exactly the way that it was designed to work. Um, And so with that frame of mind in looking at the public education system, I'm always a little bit skeptical, right? When there's something that they push really, really hard, I think, well, what are the broader reasons that this would be so important? And so, you know, while we we talked about in the previous episode how compromise can be a good thing, it helps us, you know, live peacefully together. We certainly want compromise within, you know, marriages, within um, sibling relationships, within families, within friend groups. Like we shouldn't lose friendships over where we're going to go eat for dinner or something. Yeah. But um, I wonder if teaching compromise in schools isn't more um, about conditioning kids to think about the greater good above their own good, or maybe to be really willing to sacrifice the things that they think are important, especially in terms of, you know, their principles, their, their morals, their strongly held um, belief systems in order to make other people comfortable or in order to, um, you know, go along to not cause a scene. Because we know government doesn't really like people who um, speak up and speak out, who make a fuss about things. They much prefer people who are willing to just go along and to not make waves. And so how do you raise entire generations of people that become a population that 
is much more concerned with not being a problem, with not standing out, with not seeming like they're unwilling to get along or go along. Um, And it sounds to me like the perfect way to do that is to start really, really young from, you know, what I think kids start pre-K at like four years old. So but it keeps getting earlier because now, you know, it's know. three and a half, now two years, you know, it's it's crazy how young they start now. Right, right. So essentially, you know, we have schools that have succeeded in normalizing parents handing over their children for eight hours a day from the time that they're two and a half, three years old until they're 18. And then after that, they normalize going straight into college where they're basically raised by, you know, their adulting is taught by another institution. And so it's like, if you step back and look at it, it's really crazy how little time parents actually have um, to influence their children's worldview, their moral compass, their, you know, way of seeing the world and interacting with it. Um, It's just, you know, an hour in the morning when everyone's rushing out the door, and then it's, you know, a couple hours at night, maybe once homework maybe, is done. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of time for the state to be deciding how your kids think and what they think about. So yeah, I, I wonder if compromise isn't hailed as such a great good um, because it makes people, you know, very, very submissive, really, and very willing when they think that being eager to compromise um, is always a virtue. I don't know that it is always a virtue. It actually reminds me of when I was a teacher. Um, I worked at a school that was very um, liberty-centric. And, you know, I think sharing is a form of compromise. I think that's fair to say. Mm -hmm. And our big thing at my school was we did not force kids to share with their own stuff. If it was a school supply, like that we, that the school paid for, like the Mm -hmm. the private school I worked at, that's different, right? Like that is something that, that belongs to the class. But anything that you brought to class from your home, anything that is your private property, uh, you were not obligated to share. And that was how, oh, go on. I was just going to say, yeah, that's how we raised our kids. And it didn't, it, it was viewed as, you know, kind of, I guess, selfish or rude by some parents of some kids that our kids played with. But, you know, it's not selfish to value the things that belong to you. And that's the, the focus on sharing. And I agree with you. Like if it's, you know, communal property, that's like a whole other discussion. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole other thing. But when it's something that belongs to you, um, that translates to other things, right? Like um, private property is very important to freedom and liberty. We have to be able to own property. We have to be able to secure our property. And part of our property is our belongings and part of our property is our bodies, right? So we have to be able to be owners of ourselves and owners of the things that we've sacrificed our time and our talent and our money and and we've we've purchased and we own. Like that's that's okay and it's actually good for kids to know that they own something and that no one can come and just take it or compel them to give that thing to someone else. There's there's a much broader implication there when we hardwire kids to think, "Oh, I have to give my things to someone else." Like there's a lot there's a lot there. <laughs> Yeah, and there's also one thing that that comes to mind too, and that is there are natural consequences. So let's say, because sometimes sharing is like you want to have a friend over, and so you're kind of like, okay, we can share a toy, you know, or you're coming over to mm-hmm. play. 
But let's say you do that and you're the friend that never wants to share it all, but you've invited a friend over and it gets to the point where it's kind of like, okay, well, why do I want to play with you anymore? Right. There's also the natural consequence of like, if you're going to be somebody who who doesn't want to share it all, even when maybe others would, you don't have to. That's it's not your obligation to do that. But that's right. also not somebody else. Somebody else doesn't have to play with you either. Right. You know? The and consequences, so, you're like alone with your big pile of toys because nobody likes you. Exactly. And so that's, well, I, you know, that's another thing that's, that's also there. Yeah. I mean, I used that example, I think in the, the last time that, that compromise came up about my son who like was unyielding about what yeah. movies he would watch. Like he, the whole family was going to watch a Spider-Man movie or we were going to watch nothing or we were going to suffer. And it became like nobody wanted to hang out with him because it was the worst. And and that is what happens. So, but I do think parents especially should just be like so, I guess, careful. You know, it's the the thing that, that the bad guys always do so well is make – it seems so normal and so virtuous. Like we see that all the time now. It's it's compassion. It's you know being friendly. You know we we see these this messaging everywhere about like kindness and tolerance. But but and I think I just saw Connor talking about this a couple of days ago. Like oftentimes the people who are emblazoning that on everything that they own and and that it's always coming out of their mouths, they're really unkind and they're really intolerant Mm -hmm. to people who aren't exactly the way that they are. And so I think we're starting to kind of recognize like, wait a minute, those messages were pushed to make us accept things that we can't accept. And, And we were afraid to speak out because, you know, it's kind of framed in this way that it's very moral to accept these things and it's immoral if you don't. And and I think I hope that that parents really look at that when it comes to schools or when it comes to, you know, groups or organizations that they're affiliated with if if you compromising on things that you don't feel like you can compromise on are required in order for you to participate, maybe that's just not the place. Maybe that's just not, you know, an influence that you want to have over your kids or your family or yourself. And also if you're the only one compromising all the time, right? Right. I mean, because every time is going to maybe be different. But if you find you're in a situation, and I feel like politics, this happens a lot, Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, compromise just this once. Let's talk about maybe COVID. Like give up two weeks to flatten the curve. You need to compromise and and stay at home and do what we all need to do. Do your part. Mm -hmm. And then it gets abused and it happens again and again. And we saw this, Katie, you and I, with um, the war on terror. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. You know, we need to compromise our rights to to stay free. But then it's then it keeps being used against us. And at some point you have to be like, hmm. Well, and that's what kind am of I where, getting out of this? <laughs> yeah. And I love that um, you know, the we talk about the ratchet effect and the Tuttle twins and the Leviathan crisis, where it's talking about, you know, once you give government, but really any authority power, even if it's supposed to be just power for a little while, like two weeks to flatten the curve or like take your shoes off at the airport. (laughs) Right. And so it's like, it never goes back. It never goes back to the way it was before. And that power is always just ready to be ratcheted up from where you accepted it the last time. No, ex- exactly. And and you never get it back. And so there is that that downside of compromise. And to that end, I think it makes complete sense what you brought up of, of public schools maybe doing it on – I should not just say public schools because there are some private schools that are just as bad as public schools. 
Yes. Um, especially in that regard, because you think of a lot of these elites go to private schools, you know, and there's still mm-hmm. this the same, uh, you know, greater good compromise philosophy there. Um, but yeah, I think it's it all goes down to training people to be good little model citizens. Right. Obedient, and submissive. Obedient, yep. And that's uh, that's not what we want. <laughs> that's right. not that's not what's going to help us. Well, we can wrap it up there. Unless Katie, you have any closing thoughts? Um, I think just the idea of not. I mean, it's fine to compromise on things that help keep the peace in a way that is not forcing anyone to compromise on the things that are the most important to them. Like I think when we start talking about compromising our values, our deeply held principles, compromising our autonomy, like. Those are places that maybe we just shouldn't compromise. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Please, again, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. And until next time, we will talk to you later. Bye. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.